For now, though, it is the beginning of the year. What have been your New Year's resolutions? Goal setting. So as we get off uh, to the start of the new year, you know, many uh, many of us, we, we, we take a certain course, uh, you know, in, in terms of our lives and we say, no, I'm going to take the right path now, correct certain things. A very big part of this is goal setting, which involves development of an action plan designed in order to motivate, guide a person, a group towards a goal. And this evening we unpack the steps one should take when setting these goals and implementing and making sure you have a strategy in place in case you want to fall off the bandwagon. And I do have my guest who is uh, joining me uh, to chat about, you know, goal setting, strategies to put in place. I know now I sound like I'm at school and you are in your, you know, Masterclass 101. But it is what it is. We we need to talk about these things. And my guest is Buisi Lemlina, a counseling psychologist. Just maybe we can find a way to stay on track. Buisela, good evening and welcome to Night Talk. Good evening. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Goal setting. Goal setting is easy. You can just write things down, put them on the fridge, but following through in the next 12 months is a different story. Absolutely. Um, That's for sure. Um, One of the things you mentioned in, in your intro that I want to highlight is the fact that goals are guidelines. They're not hard lines, right? Um, and it becomes quite important for us to hold that in mind in our conversation this evening because we, we must understand how our mind works when it comes to risk and reward and also how our mind works when it comes to diversifying some of the things that we get around to, to achieving. That is so true. So in terms of having a strategy, so I've set my goals, I'm good to go. January chances are, you know, I'm fully charged. So it's easy to follow through. Come February, you start sort of like dragging your feet. Ah, come March, the wheels have fallen off. Mm-hmm. Is there is is something you can put in place as an individual to say, okay, these are my guidelines. I must always remember one, two, three points so that I, I stay on track. One of the things that people will will speak of, especially during you know your vision boarding, goal setting, starting off the year, is is that the goals are so flexible, such that one needs to be more adaptable as the year progresses. What matters to you in January may not be what matters to you in June, um, in terms of priority and all of that. But most importantly, it becomes a whole thing of what are some of the core things that matter to you and your wellness? And how often do you try again in terms of getting back on track, really following through, being held accountable and all of those things? Mm. Because many people then feel like, oh, you know, I, I suppose the typical thing is always um, gym. Yeah. At the beginning of the year. Boise, like, I'm sorry yeah. to interject for a second. I think our line is not as audible as we would love it to be. Let's just try and reconnect. Let's just take a small break. And when we come back, we'll reconnect and hopefully we'll have a, you know, an audible line. Bertha Charuma on SAFM. 
And it is Night Talk. I'm in for Oliver. And we are talking about goal setting. And I'm speaking to my guest, uh, counseling psychologist, uh, Buisile, is online. Welcome back, Buisile. Thank you. Yeah, oh, much better by far. So we were talking about, you know, the strategies you need to put in place to make sure you stay on track. Absolutely. So what we're speaking about is the fact that if we look at the guidelines, one thing that becomes quite important is to appreciate that what matters to you in the beginning may look different in the middle and may look much different in the end. And uh, we were still just talking about how fitness and health tends to be the top of our priority, self-care, being quite intentional about, you know, uh, work-life balance, all the good things um, that one could set aside for themselves to keep themselves in check are kind of prioritized at the beginning of the year. But as we go through the year, there are so many things that come through that have us kind of needing to diversify our attention, needing us to prioritize or reprioritize the order of things. And you find that certain things tend to fall off. But one of the things that becomes quite important about goals is how how often are people willing to try again to hold themselves uh, to task in terms of, you know, this is what I had set for myself as a goal, as a guideline for how I'd like to improve my life. I need not neglect it even when things tend to um, be moved or shuffled around a bit. Mm. Because, I mean, this is something that we often do beginning of the year. Every year we do this. And I, I like the fact that you highlighted where it, when it comes to, you know, I want to clean eat, health, you know, your physical looks. Uh, that's, that's like the first thing that, we, the, that we, we zone into. And then somewhere along the line, where let's say come March, April, June. I'll give you an example, for instance. Um, every end of the year, if, if, if you are on, on a contractual basis, I'm talking about work-wise, uh, you know that um, come that particular time, you know, it will be contract negotiation and, and yet you, you don't set certain goals to say, before these negotiations happen, I need to have one, two, three things in place so that if it, it, it does not happen my way, then I can I, I can go this way. Maybe from a career perspective, what sort of advice would you give someone to have, you know, those goals that then do not disappoint when it's time, you know, for the cutthroat? We must go back to the conversation about risk and reward, right? We're ego-driven as individuals. We prefer reward. Consequences, not so much. And sometimes we we let, you know, that kind of adrenaline be the thing that drives us in terms of what to do, how to, you know, um, avoid certain things or put certain things in place. And what we do with goal setting is that we're saying, as opposed to us waiting for that hard-pressed moment where, you know, you're kind of on the edge about things, let's, let's have foresight. We know what's kind of coming and how do we prepare meaningfully to get there. So that by the time that we have to make very significant decisions, we've given ourselves enough time to ease ourselves into it. We're not driven by the pressure and the need to avoid consequences. So when it comes to planning and setting out things in advance, again, I want to emphasize that it really becomes this kind of um, 
expectation that you set on yourself, but quite importantly is that you have to be reasonable enough to be adaptable because what what you may have set out in consultation with others as a realistic measure may not really match up and you have to then come back to the drawing board. It, it, it's one of those things with goal setting. It's one of those things where we often come back as much as we need to, to the drawing board to say, does this still fit? Um, does this need to be moved? Can this sit differently or settle differently? Or really this matters and I really need to get, if I need a community of people who are going to say, you committed to this, you said this was what was going to happen. Are we putting it in motion? Where are we in that motion? Mm. And let's talk about accountability. When when you set your goals, is it easy then to have either a spouse, a family member, your children, or whoever, your teacher, or, you know, whoever your whoever who is around you um, to always check in with you for accountability? Do you th- does that work? It does. Community will always hold you accountable. And uh, at times, you know, one of the things that becomes quite interesting, especially when we use fitness, is that we tend to be quite irritable with people when they remind us um, what we had set as an intention for ourselves, yet we had said in the beginning of the year, my friend or my husband or my wife or, you know, my partner, I, you know, I needed to hold me accountable by all means. But when it really comes to putting in the work, you realize that, you know, certain things are so glorious in our thinking. But when we must actually put it to task, and put down the work, you realize that it actually takes so much. And sometimes we may have been quite overzealous, um, quite ambitious, and we must now do that regulating to say what what is really um, feasible for me at any particular point. So is there a one-on-one step that one can actually follow? In terms of one-on-one steps, everyone um, attempts goals differently. But one of the things that become quite quite important is that, one, you have to make your intentions clear. Two, you have to believe in what you're putting out there as meaningful and, and important to you. Three, there must be discipline. That's, that's the thing that really dribbles all of us when it comes to goals, is that when we're quite energetic and, you know, bright-eyed about the, the year ahead, we tend to be quite energetic and we tend to sprint to into many things as opposed to, okay, I've put this in place. How do I ensure that I can create an experience for myself as the year unfolds that ensures that this kind of thing that I have set as a goal for myself is maintained in a reasonable way? But for many of us, we kind of tire along the way because we came in full force we made these drastic changes. We yanked ourselves out of particular things. We didn't gradually ease out to take on new habits or new forms of being. And then when we go along, we realize, oh, man, it really requires more than I had intended in the beginning. And we then tend to neglect that completely. But if we're saying that we're setting out an intention, it must have kind of check-in points or milestone points for you to be able to keep your brain engaged with that reward. Because when the brain realizes that something is growing quite monotonous and it's tiresome and it's the same, the brain tends to feel like there's no need for us to prioritize this. What else is kind of catching my attention at that moment and what else can I move into? But if we're kind of having those 
peak points where we can check in, then it helps the, the, the brain have something to look forward to or the mind have something to look forward to. And also, if we can have goals for the many faculties of our lives, then it doesn't make us focus on one singular goal because we do tend to get quite bored mm. as the year progresses, yeah. I'm speaking to uh, Buisele and we're, we're talking about, you know, goal setting and goal setting can be, uh, you know, it's been highlighted. Well, it differs individually, whether your goal setting for your career is different. Goal setting for your health is different. And goal setting for for entrepreneurs is also slightly different. And it will be interesting mm-hmm. to know, Buisele. So we've spoken about career and I know that you said it it all differs with individuals. Here comes an entrepreneur. They've had a, you know, they've had an an idea in an incubator. They want to take the idea out of the incubator now and they want to put it out there. In terms of maybe uh, timelines, can somebody give themselves timelines to say, once I take it out, I should have six months or three months. It's out another three months it's on the market or whatever it is a service or it's, it's a product and then another three months by at least December it should be settled somehow is that some yeah. something that someone can actually consider when they're you know putting their goals in you know in a, on a plan sheet certainly that's what business proposals um, you know task us to do when when you're entering into entrepreneurship or business and you speak to people who are already in business, they'll tell you that you need to have um, a, a place where you can go back to time and again to check on progress. Um, you need to check on, you know, what is the money coming in? What is the money going out? Um, you know, what are we doing in terms of staff capacity? the you know what are our logos what is our brand representation those are all the parts in in business proposals where you kind of have this manual and and this kind of toolkit that you come into business or entrepreneurship with and that's the very same toolkit that becomes the kind of baseline for the growth of the business so until such a time as you've got legal and accountants onto the business they're going to use that very initial um, toolkit to say when you started the business, your startup capital was 30,000 Rand, your capacity was this, this was what the brand was about in the beginning, and this is what growth has looked like for you over time. But if you don't have that thing that you go back to as your baseline, then it becomes this never ending, open ended process that at times feels overwhelming for us because we cannot tell the difference. What, what personal trainers will do, for example, is that they'll do a way in right at the beginning and they'll take a photo of you and then after six weeks we do another way in after 12 weeks we do another way in because we we need to be able to see the value of our effort it must be tangible to us which makes it part of that reward system where your your mind and your body are like yes we can see that the effort we're putting out the outcome of it is quite progressive 
quite an interesting conversation. Maybe you, you know, and I'm, I'm putting it out there. There are people most probably who are sitting with wisdom in terms of, uh, you know, the subject matter that we're talking about. When you've set yourself goals at the beginning of the year, you've followed through and you've mastered an art of sorts that maybe you would like to share with us. Or maybe you're just one of those people that is just good at it. Or maybe at, at, at sharing some insights of sort. Um, the lines are open. That's 08 six triple zero two zero three two or you can send us a voice note on oh six one four one oh four one oh seven or maybe you are you know one of those that is on the extreme side or should I say the left side where you set goals every year and nothing ever comes to fruition uh, give us a call and let us know uh, it is night talk and talking about goal setting and making sure you stick to the plan let's take a small break we'll be back Bertha Charuma on SAFM. And we're talking about setting your goals. And I have my guest, uh, Buisile, uh, counseling psychologist. And we're just trying to find or navigate around staying on track. You've come up with a plan beginning of the year and you just need to follow through in the next 12 months. And 12 months is not a long time these days. Before you know it, you blink, you literally miss it. Uh, Buisile, welcome back. Yeah, and and just before we close our conversation, your your words of advice to anyone who's listening to this uh, conversation. Yeah, one of the things that I'd want to also kind of add into what we've been able to speak about is that some of our goals are process driven, and when I say process driven, it's only when you are in process do you tend to then develop the the resilience and develop the know how whilst in process. And and oftentimes we, we see that, for example, when we come into therapy, the goals that we set in the beginning aren't always the goals that we're kind of working through in process because certain things are revealed that then take us on a different path or on a different journey. When we're starting out on anything, you will learn so much within process and that will always put it upon you to change course, to adjust, um, to adapt, as we had been speaking about. And it becomes quite important to understand that some goals can be process-driven. Some goals you can really set the benchmark and really work hard to get to that place or even surpass that and set new baselines. So it, it becomes one of those things where don't give up on your goals. And, and many people who are also Christians or you know are, are faith-based will actually have the appreciation of what it means to allow time to also assist in one settling into some of the intentions that they had, that kind of patience of seeing things work. And like I said in the beginning, it matters how often you try again to get to the things that you intend for yourself. It can be quite a, you know, it's it's quite a task. And especially when, when it comes to certain things that are where it involves other people. Because I think one thing that we always overlook at the beginning of the year is mainly relationships. We're very personal about everything. It's about my goals as an individual. And it's something that I have control over. Now, in a, in a case where it is relationship driven, because it takes two, mm-hmm. that can be very complex. Very complex. Um, and, you know, it's one of those things where whatever that we had set for ourselves... Um, it doesn't quite move at the pace of the visionary, you know, so you have to have 
accommodation for the next person and what it means for them, you know, being patient with them to gradually come into form, also being patient with yourself to have to adjust certain things that you had um, put in as hard expectations on yourself or the next person. So it really becomes this kind of play or rather dance between two people where sometimes we're off we're, we're off rhythm sometimes we're on track um, but more than anything i suppose when when plans involve the other person we have to both come out of a process feeling empowered both come out of a process feeling like our best interests have been considered if someone is uncomfortable about something that's being introduced into the dynamic we need to have a, enough conversation around what are some of your reservations? What are mine? What matters as, you know, kind of this important value point? And what, what does it mean for us to, to get there together? What does it mean for us to reason together to get to a particular thing? So oftentimes with relationships, we do encourage that one wouldn't impose um, a way of being, but rather would reason a way of being. Fascinating. In case someone would like to be in touch, where do they go? Um, you can follow me on social media. I do tend to be quite um, responsive there. So on Twitter, my uh, sorry, on X, my handle would be at bui underscore m. Uh, Instagram, it's just bui silemina. Buisila, thank you so much for making time and chatting to us. And let's hope that we've taken a page or two uh, from the interactions and um, have yourself a pleasant evening. It's always a pleasure. Take care. Bye-bye for now.